Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of She Speaks Stories podcast. This is Katie. And this is Julia. And Julia, can you believe that this is our last episode for the year 2023? Oh my gosh, I can't. This year it just flew by. How is it it done? (laughs) And our last episode for our Advent series. And and today we're going to talk about love. We've talked about hope. We've talked about joy. We've talked about peace. Today's theme is love, which to me really is the emotion or the element or whatever you want to call it that gives us the ability to have the hope and the joy and the peace yeah um the love that god pours down on us the love that jesus demonstrated for us the love that the holy spirit wells up in us so that we can have the ability to love god more and love others well Sometimes even when we don't like certain people, we can love <laughs> yeah. them well because yeah. of the love of God, the love of Jesus, the love of the Holy Spirit. Anyway, yeah. so we're going to talk about that, but I want to hit a little bit on this book I read, Julia. Oh, I know. <laughs> we we love stories. Yeah. Listeners, as you know, we <laughs> change lives. So both Julie and I are huge readers. Mm. We love to read stories. And it's a little book called The Four Emotions of Christmas. Julia, when we've been talking about hope, joy, peace, and now love, would you classify those as emotions? I don't think I ever had before you mentioned this book, but I do believe that they are. We've called them like elements and other things because they're the theme of the traditional Advent calendar, but emotions kind of nails it because that's how we are feeling in that. It is the emotional response, like peace and hope and joy are the emotional response to love. So it makes sense that they are. That they're emotions. I I really was pondering that because each week when we recorded, I kind of stuttered on what to call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Hope, joy, and and peace, and now love. Yeah. And elements sounded kind of weird, but (laughs) I didn't know. And then this little book, when he's talking about the four emotions, and he says, hey, we have a, a mind, a will, and emotions. Yeah that make up our soul or our inner man or whatever you want to call the inside. And, and I love, he said, somebody, somebody coined it as our thinker, our doer and our feeler. (laughs) So So I think when we talk about peace, love, joy, hope, obviously there's an element of our thinker involved, our mind, how we think, what and then will what we choose mm-hmm. to believe, you know, like set our will to I- investigate a certain um, theology or whatever. Right. So will is involved, um, but what we think and what we do affects our emotions. Yeah. yeah then yeah. our emotions can oftentimes affect what we think and what we believe. So they're all mixed together. Yeah. But 
this book just talking about the four emotions of Christmas. And he 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 starts it out so well, with, which is what we've been saying ever since we interviewed Kessa. Kessa, remember? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. About the Advent season yep. and the mixed emotions. He said, we go to great lengths during this season in the hopes that we would all catch that Christmas spirit. Yeah. Because we're told in all the beautiful songs that we sing, it's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> it's the season to be jolly. We want to be jolly. We sing about tidings of comfort and joy. We want to feel that comfort and joy yeah. or peace on earth, goodwill to men. You know, we want, we want all those emotions and we go to great lengths and we're hoping, so hoping that all the parties and the lights and the decorations, the food, the music, the gifts, um, the traditions, yeah. the movies that we watch, we're, we're hoping that all of that is going to usher in that peace and joy and um, hope and love. And it does. It, yeah. It, it's yeah. Right, Julie? Because you always say how much you love the lights. <laughs> yeah, I know. The little things, they do bring joy, but I feel like they're not sticking. They're not lasting. It's that, um, it's almost like, I don't know, when you eat Chinese food, you eat it and it's delicious, but then an hour later you're starving again. Is it, is it just me? Do you feel that way too? I feel like it's one of those quick fixes, but then you're, you need more in an hour. Exactly. Good analogy. <laughs> but you, you need more. So after the party, you know, the next day, right. uh, you've had fun at the party. You had some joy. Yeah. You were merry at that party. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> but then there's those times where you're a little introspective and it's quiet and it's, yeah. and, and you're, you know, I don't know. And that joy is kind of elusive. The hope is kind of like, I don't know, the, the peace really isn't there. And then the next, you know, the, the next day. So, so how do we then hang on to those emotions, if you right. will, right. long-term? And, and honestly, I think, and this, this guy is kind of confirming in this book yeah. that the hope the joy and the peace really can be long-term when we understand the love, yeah. which is our theme for today. When we really understand that God so loved every single person in this world throughout eternity. Yes, that means every single one of you listening yeah. Right now, no matter what you've been through, no matter what you've done, no matter what you've dabbled in, no matter how much you've ignored God or wished, you know, <laughs> whatever, he so loved you yeah. that he sent his only begotten son to earth at Christmas time <laughs> yeah. as a baby so that any single one of us that would believe would never ever perish mm. and would have everlasting life and not just life to come he he came to earth not just to give us a ticket to heaven for crying out loud <laughs> he said 
I came not just to give you life, but to give it to you abundantly. Well, what constitutes an abundant life? Exactly what we're after at Christmas time, hope, joy, peace, love. If you gave a survey to the average man on the street, hey, what do you want out of life? Really, deeply, what do you want? Top three answers would be, I just want to be loved or I just, you know, I just want to love or, oh, I just want peace on earth or, well, I just want to be happy. I mean, those really are the top three answers. What do you want in my life? That ache gets heightened at Christmas time. The ache for that happiness, that, uh, that love. Um, And Jesus says, I get that. God says, I get that. I created you with that ache inside of you. And I am the answer. I am the way, the truth, the life, the light, the hope, the peace, the joy, the bread, the water, the, you know, the statements you can find. Um, It is, it's the twinkle lights are nice, but they don't give that lasting depth. He does. That longing is only filled in Christ. So we can have all the reaction response to his love in that way that we're seeking in the little fun things. They're good, but they're just a snack. They're not the the real deal. They're not the main. Yeah. And, and so um, one of the things that I'm sure all of us do during this season, I shouldn't say I'm sure, but I'm guessing <laughs> a good portion that we all do during this season running up to Christmas is watch Christmas movies. Oh my gosh. You guys. (laughs) Oh my gosh. We have a list of everyone's favorites and there are like, we have rules. Some people can watch movies that other people don't care about, but then we have the standard that we all have to watch together. You cannot watch this movie, even though we've all seen it. We've seen it every year. We have to watch it together. (laughs) Yes. And, and I want to hear your list and I'm going to tell you mine, but you listeners, you might be like, why did you jump to that? Talking about movies when you're talking about love, if you really think about the theme of all these favorite movies, oh yeah, the main character usually has had some kind of different way of thinking, believing, and then choosing, um, with the will and then emotions. So, for example, one of the ones Mike and I watched just the other night that I love is um, um, A Christmas Carol. Charles, is that the name of it? Charles Dickens? Yeah. yeah. A Christmas Carol with Scrooge. Yeah. Is that on your list, Julia? We Okay, so we do, but we watched the Muppets version. <laughs> Because we're a big fan of Muppets and Michael Caine is in it and he's a phenomenal actor. So we have, yeah. <laughs> There's all little, kinds of versions. It's a little sillier, but it has the same meaning. We watched a cartoon one this okay. year. Yeah. But I, is that the Muppet one? I don't know. It, it's not. It's no, not it was an Anna. Anyway, it was it just so fabulous. But when you think about the theme yeah. of the Christmas Carol, okay, Scrooge is grumpy. He's greedy. He's yeah, terrible. One night, he you know obviously has all these 
spirits that visit him. But the next day, the only thing that has changed, it's not his circumstances. It's his mindset, his beliefs. And then that translates into him understanding how to be loved and how to love back. And it excites him and changes him. Tell me other movies on your list. Julia. Um, well, obviously we do watch the Muppets Christmas Carol. We have to do that. Um, we love Grinch. The old one is good. The new one is really good too. Have you seen the cartoon new one? Um, it came out a couple years ago, but it's clever. There's music in it. It's a lot of fun. Um, obviously Miracle on 34th street. We love white Christmas. Um, oh. it's a wonderful life. Oh, so you uh, make me cry. <laughs> I feel like it's not Snoopy. It's a Charlie Brown Christmas, I think is the name of it. Yes, a Charlie Brown Christmas. Is it? Okay, yeah. Those are all on the list of have to watch together. Maybe. Oh my goodness, every one of those. Yeah. Every one of those is on our list too. And again, think about it. Every one, the theme of a character that is thinking a certain way, feeling a certain way yeah. during Christmas. Like, let's take Susan. From a miracle of yeah. 34th Street. Now, some of you listeners like, wait a minute, that's about Santa Claus, not Jesus. I am just backing up and just looking at how um, a different mindset brings different emotions. Okay, so Susan is all cynical and rolling her eyes and, you know, um, but a different mindset fills her then with this joy and hope gets replaced uh hope replaces cynicism and you know mm. she's kind of a grumpy kid in the beginning if you think about it there's no there's no happiness she's not even enjoying the parade that she has this amazing apartment that she can look down and see the whole thing we all wish we had that apartment (laughs) we'd be happy if we just had that apartment right But then the giddy childlikeness that comes when her belief shifts, when she sees this, this thing that other people have talked about, that she just couldn't make that connection. When the connection is made, she's allowing herself to giggle and laugh and run around and have joy. And that, so that connection is the same when we find Jesus and we can see that when that belief turns on and it's like, okay, I get it now. The giddiness follows. You you see it in her eyes. She yeah. she has this wide-eyed beaming yeah. joy because her beliefs yeah. have shifted. And and um uh going back to the Grinch, <laughs> obviously. Hello. <laughs> what what's that one quote, Julia, towards the end that he says? Christmas is it came without packages. Oh no, how does it go? It came without ribbons, packages, and bags, he says, because he's he's realizing, even though he took everything, all those all those elements that we think we need for Christmas, the who's were singing. And Christmas came anyway. Christmas came anyway. It came anyway. And it was about love. Yeah. Um, Togetherness. It, it's about love. And again, yes. we get that Jesus is not mentioned in a lot of these movies but really when you um you you get where we're going yeah um george bailey it's a wonderful life it's funny my my son who is all you know military macho 
we were talking about when's the last time that you cried oh. in, in a whole year. He said, the only time I cried this whole year was when I watched It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, oh my gosh. I love that. But, but when that. you um, see him recalibrate oh, yeah. the value of his existence in a way, it, it, his dreams are shattered. Right his expectations and he just wants to give up and be done. And a lot of times, and again, Christmas season or circumstances heightens that. And the suicide rate in our, our country always skyrockets during this Christmas season because of shattered dreams, loss of hope, expectations. And truthfully, um, in this little, the four emotions of Christmas. And by the way, if you sign up for our newsletter, we are going to do a drawing. Anyone signs up for our newsletter for 2024, we're going to do a drawing and give this little book away to whoever wins. I'll mail it straight to you. It's just so good. And even if you get it after Christmas, it's pertinent to your life. Yeah. Uh, But he talks about expectations Mm. and shattered you know kind of shattered dreams and he talks about at Christmas our expectations get so heightened for happiness for relational harmony and sometimes for perfection like I gotta I gotta get the perfect gift or we're not gonna have a happy Christmas I gotta get the perfect meal or the perfect decorations um, and, and, and just these expectations that this year, our family's going to be so loving. Everyone's going to get along and or our coworkers or friends right. or, and I am just going to be so jolly and happy. Hey friends, Julia here. Hey, did you know that she speaks stories has a newsletter? Yeah, we do. To subscribe to it, just head over to our website. SheSpeaksStories.com. We are also on socials, so you can find us on Facebook and Instagram by just searching She Speaks Stories. We post and share all kinds of fun things. So following us is a great way to stay connected and updated on all of that fun. We just love our story community, and we hope you can join in on the sharing of stories because, as you know, we say all the time, stories change lives. But then reality hits mm-hmm. and he's like, hmm. So he gives some practical kind of short-term things that we can do in this Advent season to um to not have those lows come yeah. upon us. Yeah. And he says, you know what? Temper, temper your expectations of happiness with reality. Temper your <laughs> expectations of relational harmony. You know, you, you got a thing with Uncle Joe. It's probably going to be just <laughs> as much of a thing at Christmas. Now, not being down in the dumps and not saying things can't ch- change, obviously. But right. but um, it's good to have your expectations be mixed in with reality because that is reality. Like it's in some of those Hallmark Christmas movies, 
everything's happy. <laughs> but there in our in our realities, we need to have that. Okay, there is the pretty lights, but there's also still that potential conflict. And so when we have that expectation, we can walk into it knowing this is going to be there maybe. And then the swing isn't so hard when, or the that hit doesn't feel as strong when it's not perfect. Exactly. Exactly. And, and to remember that sometimes when disasters, <laughs> when things are far from perfect, those are kind of the Christmases, the, at least the Christmas stories that you laugh about and remember, yes. and they kind of become uh, family lore. Yeah. Uh, at the very beginning of this podcast years ago, uh, Susan and I shared a bunch of Christmas stories. So if you're in the mood for disastrous Christmas stories, <laughs> go back and listen to some yeah. of those episodes. But Julia, have you guys ever, have you ever had like you know, where you had this dream of, oh, this is going to be so happy at Christmas. This is going to be the perfect gift. This is going to be, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so many that come to mind, but one of just a quick one is when Nick and I were first married, um, he was stationed in Alaska. And so I don't know if you guys know, but it snows in Alaska. So. <laughs> a little cold. I adore snow and I love Christmas. So for me, my mindset, we got married in April. So we had all summer and the fall that we were like, okay, we're going to have this white Christmas and it'll be so cozy and wonderful. But that's not what happened. Um, I, I think it was in the fall. We got notified that we were moving halfway through that. I was pregnant with my first son. And so I'm nauseous filling boxes packing them out of so that the movers can take them. We find out that we have to go even sooner. So then we are leaving. Literally, we drove through Alaska and Canada the week before Christmas. So I had a very strong connection with Mary as I'm great with child going on a very long journey. We drove home to our families, which were in Virginia. So we drove from Alaska to Virginia in December and of course we landed at our parents' houses and we had a very warm and cozy Christmas, but the expectation in my mind that I would be with my love and we would be in Alaska and it would be snowing, <laughs> and it would be delightful. We were crammed in a car with our dog and I was, um, it was so cold in the car that actually there was frost on the inside of the car. It was freezing. So it was a miserable time pregnant so you're probably kind of sick yes but uh, now we talk about it and whenever we read the Christmas story and we read how they had this long journey and Mary was very pregnant we, Nick and I can look at each other and go hey do you know what that's like <laughs> well truly when you think of like kind of shattered dreams or expectations that don't come about think of the very first Christmas yeah yeah. I mean, obviously relational difficulties. Joseph yeah. was like, uh, you're pregnant. Yeah. And you're pregnant. telling me it was the Holy Spirit. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. And he is ready to put Mary away. Yeah. <laughs> Quotation yeah. marks and divorce her. He's not gonna humiliate her, but he he's out of there. Think about it. Right. Mary probably had expectations of this engagement period and blah blah blah. Thankfully, Joseph gets 
visited by an angel and he <laughs> straightens out. Yeah. So that that works out. But yeah. you know, oh, yeah. wow. She's nine months pregnant riding on a donkey. Yeah. That yeah. First Christmas, there was a lot of oh, yeah. reality in there. Yeah. Um it's uncomfortable to sit for a long time when you're very pregnant. It's really hard to travel. So like she oh, no. was she was struggling. Yeah. I'm in a donkey. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, each episode, we have interviewed a different family member to tell a story about joy or peace or hope or love. So today, our special guest is my daughter-in-law, Jill Hawkins, so from 29 Palms, California, the heart of the Mojave Desert. I was out there at Thanksgiving, spent a lovely time with them. Uh, and Jill's married to my second son, Matt, who's Marine. Anyway, while I was out there, I had Jill just record um, a Christmas story where maybe her expectations her uh <laughs> were were not met and yet because of love and the real meaning of christmas um well you know what enough said yeah let's listen to jill and her story So the first thing that comes to mind for me was two Christmases ago. I guess it was 2021, but we, in COVID, it was really 2020, but it was still very much lingering here in California. And Matt was deployed. So it was the kids and I still here in 29. And we had Polar Express train tickets to go. And it was this little rinky-dink town in California. It wasn't anything exciting, but you'd ride the train to the whole Polar Express experience. And I woke up close to Christmas and I lost my sense of taste, lost my sense of smell. And I immediately was like, oh man, I think I have COVID. Oh. And I wasn't really worried health-wise. I was just like, I knew that would make us have to cancel, you know, the things that I had planned. And of course Matt was gone. So, you know, we were trying to fill our time. Um, so of course I tested and I had COVID. So that pretty much canceled Absolutely. all of our Christmas, <laughs> just the festivities, all of the plans that we would have had. Um, this was like days, two days, probably before Christmas. Um, so at that point we were already, I think we were planning on going to our friends for Christmas dinner, but I mean, at this point, everything was canceled. So it really just stripped us. Like we didn't even, we weren't even able to go to Christmas Eve service because I had COVID. Like we still couldn't, I mean, it was still very much quarantine. Yes. So yes. we, for five days, we were out of commission. Um, so it really just stripped everything thing almost bare for it kind of reminds me of last uh I'm just thinking of this analogy last Sunday the audio was out at church so during worship time everything was stripped that we didn't have the, any of the music none of the any of the instruments were working it was just the congregation and the worship team singing but there was something beautiful about it like we didn't have the drum and nobody was playing an instrument but it was just everybody singing and even at the, at the very end the pastor was like you know what I realized that nothing was working at all, but this was one of my most favorite worship experiences. Oh. Um, and it kind of just reminded me of that. Like we were home, the kids and I, for five days together. <laughs> and that, obviously we had our decorations and all of our, you know, our family traditions, but 
none of the extra stuff that I was like desperately trying to like fill in to like fill our time while Matt was gone to keep us occupied and not sad. Um, but the kids never once said anything about like, oh man, I wish we had this or I wish we were doing this. Like it, we were fine. We did not make anything special at Christmas. I think the kids probably had bagel bites or something <laughs> for our Christmas dinner, but it, they did not skip a beat. It was, it was like, nothing was different. Um, so, but had I not, had we not had those solid traditions already in place with just the things that we do as a family at home and it, I think it would have been completely different. They would have been like, wait, we didn't do this. We didn't do that. But none of that really matters to them in the end. Like they didn't care at all. Um, so that, that's the Christmas that comes to mind. And obviously, um, I did feel a lot of love from my friends here. Um, you know, they were dropping food off on my door and like oh, trying to bring good. Christmas. And oh, good. One was even like, we don't care, Jill, just come over. We know you have COVID, it's fine. Like, I just saw you like yesterday. So if you have it, I probably have it. For the, but I was like, no, no, oh, no, no. I mean, they have kids. I was like, I'm not, we're not doing it. It's fine. Um, so feeling that kind of love and just, I mean, obviously Matt called and FaceTime, but, and just knowing that the extra stuff is not what Christmas is about. And the kids knew that too. Um but had we not known like Christ's love for us and the whole point of Christmas, I think it would have been a completely different experience where we would have been like, man, this is the worst Christmas ever. Worst and in ways, it for sure was. But we weren't ever thinking that. It was just, it was, it was our Christmas. And it it didn't seem all that different, even though it was very, very, very different than what we yeah. normally do. And and how many of us truly would have sunk into a pit of self-pity if we had been in your shoes. And I hate to admit it, Joe, but I would probably be one of those that was moaning and groaning and woe is me. And, and I do remember that um, because Molly had COVID that year too. And she was home alone in her apartment in New York City. Mm -hmm. Then I heard you had COVID and you were alone with the kids. I think it was the same year. I might be wrong. Maybe Molly's was the year before and yours was the next year. So it doesn't matter. Anyway, point is, I love that, that you never sunk into self-pity <laughs> and the kids didn't even miss a beat, but you're so right. Knowing the real meaning of Christmas and um, I don't know the way God really can take bad things <laughs> and work them together for good in a way. Um, I love that. And that will be a Christmas that'll go down in history for the Hawkins family. Jill, thank you for sharing that. I just love that story from oh. Jill. Oh my gosh. When you think about you know, you're you're stuck in the desert away from any no. family, but then COVID. So you don't even, you can't even get together with your friends oh. and you don't, even, you can't even have your husband because he's deployed. And she was like, I had all this stuff, fun stuff planned, maybe extra because Matt was gone. She wanted to make it even more distracting and fun. So to have all that just swooped away, scooped oh, away. And yet she said it didn't really I don't know. I, I just, I love that. I just love that story. And it's kind of like your Alaska story. And 
listeners, every single one of us have stories about Christmases where uh, it just doesn't really meet our expectations of happiness or relational harmony. We, we you know, um, and yet, like, like we were talking about in our favorite movies, yeah, when we go into the Advent season and into the actual Christmas and and New Year's celebrations, if our mindset is to continually take it back to, hey, you know what? God so loved the world, he sent Jesus. Jesus so loved us that he died for us that we might have not only eternal life, but abundant life. And and really, what greater love hath any man than one who would die for you? Oh, and that's what Jesus did. He he came to earth as that cute little baby, but he left earth all bloody and crucified. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he rose again, and then yeah, he yeah. really left earth in a renewed body. But to show us, he mm-hmm. loved us so much. He went through all that torture to take our sin and to defeat death once and for all, for every single one of us who believe, if during Christmas, we constantly remember that, and that in him, we find hope. Yeah. We believe it with our minds. We set our will to read about him, know about him, talk about, you know, talk about his truths. We will have the emotion of hope. If we take our minds and focus on the fact that he was the Prince of Peace and that he came, that we might have peace, not as the world gives, then we will have that emotion of peace at Christmas time and beyond. And and the joy, oh my gosh, when we get over thinking we can be happy 24-7, we should be happy because our circumstances... <laughs> And understand we can have joy despite our circumstances because he can give us his joy. And it all stems from um, being loved by him, loving ourselves rightly because he shows us who we are rightly and then loving others. Um, Then that emotion of love can swarm over us and there's nothing better. And and we can be like Scrooge. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> change. Change happens. So change, Julia. I, I. There was one um, quote in that movie that I just keep thinking about that, that, and because it's such a picture of a changed man. Mm-hmm. And towards the end, he's dancing around in the street, <laughs> and he says, "This, I am as light as a feather. I am as happy as an angel. I am as merry as a schoolboy." I am as giddy as a drunken man. And he says, a Merry Christmas to everybody and a Happy New Year to all the world. Now, I'm not sure that's in the book. Probably but not. Cartoon I watched <laughs> and I keep picturing that just that joyful, hopeful, yeah. merry, yeah. loving man dancing around. Um, and we can have that too. We can have that reaction when we have that lasting truth that we know that we have is love. Um, I love all the different versions of a Christmas Carol, but I am kind of a nerd and I love the book the most. So <laughs> the actual book, the actual book, 
but I was reading it. I think I, I try to read it every year and it was a couple of years ago that um, a quote stuck out to me and I like held on to it because I adore Christmas. The quote is, I will honor Christmas in my heart and try to keep it all the year. And now I use it as an excuse to keep elements of Christmas in my house, like decorations and stuff, which people give me crap about. And I'll say, uh-uh, Dickens. Yeah, Dickens said that we need to honor Christmas in our heart and try to keep it all the year. But I think the point of that, the, the deepness of that comes when we apply it to Christ and the lessons of Christmas, that hope and peace and joy and love that we learn and feel at the Advent season from him specifically, we can keep those in our hearts and keep them all the year. Remember them. That is what Christmas is all about. Th that is the hope that we can just not go, okay, it's festive. It's December. Let's do Christmas but allow ourselves to have the same giddiness of Scrooge jumping up and down all the year. Right. And, and when you said that's what Christmas is all about, it reminded me of Linus and Charlie Brown. I'll tell you what Christmas is all about. Charlie Brown. Yes, love that part. And, and read straight from the gospel um, words, the Christmas story. And he says, and that's what Christmas is all about. Yes. So listeners, Julia and I truly wish you just the merriest, merriest of Christmas. Says this year and throughout next year, a happy new year, because you're going to keep Christmas in your heart <laughs> throughout the year. And we'll see you again in 2024. Merry Christmas. <laughs>